As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Good Saturday morning. I believe we're on episode 81 of Hobby Hotline. Uh, I'm going to introduce myself. My name is John Newman from Sports Card Nation. Uh, to my, to, <laughs> thank you. I did, look at that. Best, best promo you, you can get uh, right there. To my right, at least on my screen, uh, there he is wearing that Sports Card Nation uh, shirt, Mr. Jeremy Lee from Sports Card Live. Below him, uh, in age and on the screen is uh, Brody the Kid from The Hobby Life. And to his left is Sam Shuford from uh, Women of the Hobby. Uh, morning, everybody. Morning, John. Morning. All right. Before we get into the meat and bones uh, of topics, uh, The Hobby lost uh, a few people uh, this week, uh, you know, and I want to sort of pay uh, due respect uh uh, while I didn't know the first gentleman I'm going to talk about, other than a few brief conversations, he was a, a longtime dealer. If you're if you're in the hobby as long as me, and I, I think I, I speak for Jeremy here too, uh, very well known uh, as as a dealer, uh, Rich Altman, who was who was just at the national, and I, I actually talked to him just just briefly. I don't make it sound like we you know had a two hour conversation, but I've had those brief conversations with him. He. Uh, he unfortunately passed away uh, this week, so respects to uh, go out to the uh, Altman family during this difficult time. And I'm wearing my signatures for Soldier Shirts, uh, which was the official sponsor uh, or the official charity sponsor of the National in Chicago, run by uh, a great guy and a personal friend of mine, uh, Tim Virgilio. And unfortunately, his mom. Uh, has passed away. And and while it was, they kind of knew it was coming, uh, as we all know, even when it happens, it's it's not not a good thing. So uh, we're thinking about Tim and, and the Virgilio family uh, during uh, during this difficult time. So uh, it's part of life, but uh, wanted to at least pay, uh, pay respects there. All right, let's get let's get right into uh, our first topic again, everyone. I'm going to put the link up here shortly to to call in, uh, come on, or uh, obviously we we'll, can put chats on the screen. 
uh, here in, I don't know about uh, Canada, uh, but there's a rumor here in the States about shutting down the second time. We, we all know the results of the first shutdown, at least hobby-wise, was actually positive. You know, uh, thoughts, if, if this happens again, and obviously no one wants this to happen again, but with the, the new strains and, and, and numbers going back up in certain areas, they're, they're talking about this being a, a potential again. If it happens again, I mean, what do we? I, I particularly don't see the same effects hobby wise as we saw uh, the first time. But if anyone else, you know, wants to kind of give their take, what would what would they think will happen if this was to happen again? Yeah, I I, I agree with you, John. I don't think the same thing will happen. Um, I don't think the ho hobby can really it can't explode again. There's nothing more really to explode about it because the prices can't go up there's if prices go up everyone's going to be uh, it's just i don't think there's really much that will happen it's already exploded it already everyone was already sitting at home with nothing to do and it went way up and now we're at that peak i don't think it can go up anymore I, I agree. I, I don't know about prices. That's always a tough one. But I do think we could see more entrance again as more people are are forced to stay home. If, if it gets to that, if people are going to be forced to stay home again, I think, you know, the, the longer people are at home, the more they're going to venture downstairs into the attic and those sorts of things to find things to fill their time. So will it be like the first time? Probably not, because the people who are most apt to do so probably already did. But I could see there being a few more people coming on uh you know fi finding their way to the hobby and then the, and i just this is sort of off topic but i do want to shout it out john uh, last night you debuted uh, the first episode of uh, breaking cardboard on your on your channel and i just want to you know if anyone didn't watch it or, you know i want to commend you I, I watched it late last night at 1.5 speed which is always a great way to consume content <laughs> And um, and uh, you had you had you had Yamwax on as a as a co-host, and uh, he he did a great job. Yeah, some really great questions. And and Dr. Beckett was your guest, and um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it last night. So I just want to shout you out and congratulate you on launching uh, your new uh, your new content program. Well, I I appreciate that and coming from you, Jeremy. That that even even means even that much more. I'm, I'm no Jeremy Lee. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to be, but. Uh, uh, you know, it, the reason even that show, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, that show came about is a lot of the listeners of Sports Car Nation. You know, I've done some special live ones, like episode 100 was live, and, and folks like, why don't you do more of them? Like, rather than just for, like, special episodes or, or Javi Palooza, we did one then. And I thought about it, I'm like, you know, God bless you, Jeremy, because I couldn't do one every week. And, and you, you know, I mean, you go two, three hours. So that's uh, hats off to you. Um, I knew I couldn't do it every week. So I'm saying, you know, I just decided let's try to do a, a once a month, pick a, a certain Friday. Uh, we'll kind of keep it in line with Sports Card Nation. Also, I, I was trying to be wary of other live shows and not, not necessarily be on at the same time. Uh, not that I'm going to take away any ratings, but just, just out of courtesy and, I picked Friday and I said, well, let's just do the second Friday of each month. And then I said, you know what, just to, just to get someone else on the screen and a little bit less of me, uh, let's have a, a co-host along with the guests. And that's 
sort of how it came about. Uh, the first one, I thought, like you said, went pretty well. Uh, uh, you know, Yamwax and, and Dr. Beck, I don't know how you follow that. So now the now the, the real pressure is on for, for September. And uh, But we'll see. But, you know, uh, everyone, whoever's on the show, I, I appreciate all the guests. And it was, it was a lot of fun. It was fastest hour uh, I've ever done. And uh, uh, that's probably a, a good thing. So thank you for, for watching. And, and anyone else, uh, it's going to be on YouTube. So if you didn't catch it live, you can catch it uh, Memorex. And I'm going to release it in audio form probably in a day or two. Uh, on the normal sports car nation platform, it'll just it'll say breaking cardboard episode uh, one. So uh, thank you, Jeremy, for that. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry to I throw it off, off topic, but I just no, to show you. No, I, we're good. So you know, I, I kind of agree with you too, Jeremy, on on the on the effects. I think maybe it'll bring some more people back in that are back home again, uh, it, but I don't see. The, the escalation of values that we saw on, on the first go-around. I think uh, people maybe kind of learned from the first time and, and then saw sort of what happened when we got up to speed with a little bit of a correction, a dip, whatever terminology uh, you, you want to, you know, use on it. But, uh, uh, let's, but, you know, hopefully we don't have a shutdown and, and all this talk is, is for, for nothing. But uh, we have to kind of address it because – it's out there. So, Sam, uh, kind of your take uh, on, on if this was to occur. Yeah, um, I just piggyback. I also tuned in last night, so congrats on your first inaugural episode. But um, my thoughts on this are, yeah, like I, I kind of agree with you all. I don't really think it's going to take the boom that it did earlier, but I am a little curious as to those people who are now becoming adjusted to go into in-person shows each week or you know, some people, there are a lot of shows happening now in person. So those people that are going to shows in person every week, like how is this going to impact them if, you know, these shows uh, stop happening? So I kind of think it'll be a, a mix of new entrants, but maybe we might see some people leave just because I think people are getting a little bit more used to the in-person transactions. So to see that kind of go away would be interesting. I have one more comment to make on it is that, you know, we, we, you you just sort of mentioned the dip, John, the correction, whatever we want to call it. I've been I've been sort of hypothesizing that the reason we've seen that is because a lot of the new entrants into the hobby, and by new entrants, I mean people who've come in, you know, in the last six to twenty-four months type of thing. I think a lot of them in 2021 have become a lot smarter about the hobby with experience and with seeing seeing some cycles and some mini cycles and that sort of thing. And they're learning that really rarity and scarcity is the most important thing outside of this the, the subject of the card that's what's really important so all these commodity cards are are really what has led this correction if you will meanwhile the the truly rare and scarce cards haven't really been uh, if impacted if anything their their values we keep on we keep on seeing new records and they keep on going up in value or at least we're seeing the car the, the the prices uh continue to rise for the truly rare cards so I wonder if in with a new shutdown, will these will the hobby being the newer entrants and the veterans um, continue to put more of their time, efforts and maybe financial resources into what's truly rare instead of the commodity type cards? And will that for, ca cause a further uh, divide or po polarity between those two types of cards? So maybe pushing the pushing the the rare even higher 
and pushing the 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 common even lower. I'm, I'm making it up as I go along, but I, I could you know the more time we spend thinking and and hobbying, maybe the more we we uh, we push those cards towards where they really ought to be in terms of value. And just piggybacking off that, I, I agree for for the most part. And you know, I met some people at in Chicago that were, you know, self-admitted, Hey, I'm, I'm pretty new. I've been in the hobby less than a year. And a lot of them were, were getting into vintage or already in it and, and buying more at, at the show. And, and a couple of them based, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, a few of them said, listen, there's just not as much of this. And if I'm going to spend uh, my money, I'm, I'm going to try to put it uh, in something that maybe there's, you know, uh, real scarcity if you will instead of the term we hear you know manufactured scarcity or artificial uh scarcity and 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 i even had one uh gentleman tell me he really doesn't even know the, you know he's in his uh, early 20s he's like i don't i know these guys are hall of famers but i couldn't tell you their stat line and but i'm learning that stuff uh, as i buy these cards and and research you know what to buy or, or look for and so uh, like you said, uh, people are learning, uh, whether you knew, heck, I'm old and I'm learning uh, every day. I think when we stop, especially where the hobby is uh, today, if you're not learning something almost every day, you're, you're probably not trying hard enough or you just didn't do anything that particular day. So, yeah, it's 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 the hobbies changing daily uh, from, you know, I'm the old guy. I know, Jeremy, uh, you know, you've been in a, a long time like myself that, you know, this hobby years ago you could leave for a week or two weeks and come back and not miss a not miss a thing and uh, you can't do that you can't do that for a day or two now and and you have to catch up and so the the hobby's fast moving and uh uh you, you know uh, we'll, we'll see I'm, I'm hoping there's no uh second shutdown obviously no one wants that we you know i don't know how they would do stimuluses again for for that side of of things i mean that'll be a big impact to the hobby i think it was the first go round. If they do that again and people are home, we could see, you know, boom part two potentially. Uh, I don't think it'll be exactly the same. But uh, Jeremy, you're in Canada. Is I mean, this is what I'm hearing uh, here. What's what's going on there? Anything similar or not at all? Uh, uh, not necessarily full shutdown, but not um, not a relief of of measures that are in place either. So some of the uh, restrictions that are in where I live in, in Alberta have been extended verse, but, but nothing's uh, nothing I'm aware of right now that is pointing towards um, a complete shutdown again, but I also haven't been watching the news very much in the last few days <laughs> up here. Um, I've, I've just been busy from uh, wake to sleep every day. So, uh, but um, you know what, ultimately happens is that whatever happens in the U.S. makes its way into Canada and we, we eventually sort of uh, uh, encounter the same sorts of, uh, of, of, of things. So, you know, it, it was funny when I got, I got I was able to go down to Chicago. I was able to cross the border and go to the National, as many of you know, um, earlier this month, last month. And um, I thought it was interesting that flying over flying over the border is no problem. I had I had no issues getting there. You know, there was a, a lot of uh, a lot of people didn't want to go because they just weren't willing to to go through whatever hoops you had to jump through to get over the border. But flying is no issue. 
driving is where there's a problem. When, when we talk about essential workers and essential travel, it only applies to land travel. It does not apply to air travel, which blew my mind, but also allowed me to get into the States for the, uh, for the show. So, but as far as how it is up here, um, yeah, it, it's, I think, I think these variants and, uh, and, and the, uh, you know, we, we have the same sort of psychology up here as uh, Americans do, you know, sort of, you know, we have people that are going to wear masks and are going to get vaccinated. And then we have people who, who are anti-vax and anti-mask. So it'll, it'll eventually be similar. Yep. All right, let's go on to uh, topic uh, number two. I'm actually moved it up from where I ranked it pre-show, uh, but it's making a, a, a lot of news in the hobby. Uh, I kind of put two things kind of uh, together. Uh, the, the game use fabric controversy where, you know, uh, but let's be honest, mostly on the Panini side of the house where it says, you know, this this uh, piece of, of jersey uh, is not affiliated with any specific game, event, or even player. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, and so a lot, of, and it's appearing in, in some high-end products. So a lot of people are, are you know, hey, I, I pay for a $5,000 box of National Treasures and I get, you know, a fabric card basically that just says, who knows maybe where this uh, come from. And then uh, everyone's, most people probably heard of uh, the LaMelo ball in Miles Bridges uh, autos uh, pretty much being uh, dead on and people wondering uh, how that happened. And, uh, you know, this is not really new. It's just, it gets ramped up when the latest uh, things come to light. So, uh, it's not a good look, obviously, but, uh, you know, things are selling out, so it's not affecting uh, the bottom line. And that's always been my take, right? If you want to change, I'm not I'm not giving manufacturers a, a free pass, but if we, if we want to see change, we have to speak uh, with our, our purses and wallets. And uh, until that happens, uh, it, change is not always uh, going to be on the horizon. So as long as people keep buying these products, um, you know, that, that's that's really where the bottom line is. Uh, and anyone else want to chime in on, on these? I kind of put these topics together. Yeah, I, I think the one thing you have to realize when you buy products and you pull a rookie relic, you can't ex- – I don't think you can really expect anything rookie to be game used. It's, it's just – the guy was injured half the year. Lamelo was injured half the year, anyways. So the guy has only played forty games or something to defend Panini. But to 
and football, they can't really do anything about that. They only play 16 games. You, I mean, that's hard to get game use stuff when they're only playing 16, now 17 games. And then about the autograph thing, LaMelo basically, it looks like he changed his autograph out of nowhere. I'm looking at a collegiate product, and he has LM and all this stuff, and now it's just MB. But I I, I, I don't know. Michael only signs for Upper Deck. He does not sign anything for Panini. And it looks like Lamelo knows how to write a little neater than Michael or Miles, excuse me. But I don't know. I think it's just initials, and it's similar. I I don't think that. I I mean, who knows? He could be handing Michael or Miles. I keep saying Michael because of Michael Bridges, but he could be handing Miles all the cards and he's signing them in cursive for him. But Miles also does add his number, and Lamelo does not add his number. Another thing, but I don't. Who knows? That that's kind of a mystery. Yeah. Well, you're seeing a lot of these athletes go to the just writing their initials. I mean, how many times we see. You know, uh, a signature noun is almost like one letter, and so they're getting. You know, they're 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 being asked, and I don't want to have a pity party for them. They're getting paid too, uh, but they're being asked to sign thousands upon thousands of cards and stickers, and they're probably at some point just saying, "Hey, how can I make this process uh, smoother, quicker, and be done with it?" And a lot of them are resorting to probably a different signature than they would sign if they were purchasing a car or a house or, or something where they had to sign a few times there with their with their legit or their 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 real signature uh if you will and uh you know anytime i pull a signature card and you get one of those nice signatures where it's the first and last name they almost uh appreciate it more you mentioned brody about you know the the, the event worn stuff and it's hard with rookies you know, and again, I'll give them a pass with, with the pandemic. Uh, the rookie premiere uh, ha- hasn't went off like it has traditionally, where there's a, a lot of times where they get, especially on the football side of the house, um, those uh, event worn, they call them. You know, it's the rookie premiere. They haven't put on, I don't know how many different uh, jerseys potentially during uh, those few hours and then use those uh, event worn uh, in that. But now we're, we're just seeing where there, there's, Really, it, there's no guarantee. It's just, hey, and, and I heard someone say at this point with those kind of relics, you just hope you get something colorful. Like it's it's not really worn by the player in the game. So the premium's in that it's three-color, not event-worn or game-worn. And so that's where sort of what you hope for uh, in, in the very least. Uh, uh, Sam or Jeremy, and uh, you know, your, your turn here if you want to uh, chime in on these t- topics here. I guess the only thing I have a question on is has National Treasure like historically included these game use patches or is this like a new thing that is now non event worn? Yeah, they, no. yeah, yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. If I have National Treasures, I can answer that question. Well, go ahead. Well, I'll just jump for in hockey for the cup, which is, you know, the highest end product there. Uh, there's been very few players in the 16 or 17 years that the cup has been out, I get 15, 16 years. There's been like a handful, five maybe players altogether who, who have been game worn. 
Mm. Most of the time they are player worn from photo shoots, which the hobby is just accepted, accepted of, um, accept, accepting of. And then, uh, but I, I think John, you, you, you hit it on the head there when you said there hasn't been a rookie, uh, what the get premiere, on Hawk, premiere yeah. in hockey, it's called the rookie showcase where the card companies get these guys all together with the jerseys and they have them put them over their heads. They put them on, they snap a couple pictures, they take them off and they put, and they chop them up. But in the, in the pandemic year they haven't been able to have that event yeah so mm -hmm. so now you're seeing what and, and i haven't read the back of the lamello uh ntrpa or any other player from that set yet but apparently it says something like the the fabric on this card is not guaranteed to to have anything to do with the player on the card so so while the hobby is up in arms about it, as I, I would be, I mean, I get it, you know, you have, it's just a design element at that point. It's got nothing to do with the player and it's still, it's still a nice enough design element, but that's all it is, is a design element. Um, they had no other option except to delay the release of the product for at least a year, which then people are going to say, well, it's not a rookie card anymore because it came out a year later and there's all sorts, and there's also business issues there, cash flow and all these sorts of things. So um, I think it's a one-off thing for 2021. Mm -hmm. And because they had very limited opportunity to put jerseys on the players. So that, that's sort of my thought on the, on the jersey piece of it. You know, uh, I saw a comment that, you know, it, they should be in an, in, a, in an optimal world, every game, every patch should be game worn. And that there's, how do you dispute that? Of course, that that's optimal, but that adds so many, so many logistical issues uh, to the production, and that means cost increases as well. And people, how could they go up in price even further? Well, they could, they could. But uh, sorry, Brody, back to you on what you uh, what you discovered. Well, I I just wanted to say that you look at. I found a guy that's similar to what the situation is with Lamella Ball. Patrick Mahomes changed his signature completely. It used to be when he was a rookie, P and then T L L, and now it's just pretty much a P and then like a double Nike swoosh. Pretty much, he completely changed it because the swoosh is probably that probably takes him at least a couple seconds less for each signature. And I also, I'd also about the game use stuff. When you look at Tops products, all the veteran stuff is game used because they do baseball and there's 162 games. They can make a lot of game use stuff. But the rookie stuff is always player worn, no matter what product. So it's hard. You can't. It's hard to look at that little ball card and really get mad about it because he's a rookie and it's not enough time like you said like awesome stuff like that um yeah that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty, that's pretty not sure where that echo is sure that echo from, yeah, I, I think it's brody i'm gonna blame i'm gonna blame brody he's the youngest guy in here that's how we work so all right, All right. So, so, John, just mute us one at a time and let's figure it out. All right. Hello, hello. Is it me? No. Who's muted? 
Hello, hello. Brody, say something. Hello. All right, Sam. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey. Okay, we're hey. better. I guess it's. Uh, I'm still gonna blame Brody. I think he fixed it. So, <laughs> as for the the autographs, the the Lamelo Ball and Miles Bridges autographs, I mean, I look at those things side by side, and uh, I, I'd love I'd love to be able to uh, to 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 find a way in my head to say that oh. No, they just have a similar signature. But you look at those two things; they're they're the exact same, you know. <laughs> so I think what happened is, and why would Lamelo Ball go from you know a full signature or or a fuller signature to not LB but to MB because he's mellow? I mean, that it's it's a stretch. I think the I think these are two young guys. They're buddies. They're just having some fun. And uh, here here, Miles. Sign my cards for me. Ha ha ha. Panini. Ha ha. You know, they don't they don't know what they probably don't know what's going on. Maybe they don't know what's going on in the hobby. And um, and I've seen people, I've seen and heard people say that, you know, uh the way to solve it would be for Panini to have a witness there for the signing, which is really tough to do during pandemics. So I think all these issues are kind of one-off this year type of things, because usually there are witnesses there. If the card on the back says that it was witnessed and and it's obvious that I mean it's pretty darn obvious that that's not Lamelo's signature, or that Miles that it's not Miles Bridges' signature on his cards there, which I don't think is. I think it's the the the, the former. Um, then then I think you have a bit of an issue that Panini uh, misrepresented the on the back of the card. But again, I haven't seen the back of the card. I don't know what it says, but I'm guessing that it said whatever it says was put there before these cards were even signed. Obviously, right? So yeah. so there's an issue there, but. We're in a very unique year for for the hobby for the world, and uh, and you know I don't know what what the, what the solution is there. You know I'm not saying that the hobby should should uh, relieve Panini of any responsibility here, but what are the what are the options now? They they're gonna have to maybe remake them and then just you know send yours in and we'll send you a new one and we'll witness Lamelo signing them himself. And, and we've seen we've seen autograph controversies recently you know we, we the Dak, Dak Prescott auto pen uh, uh Luka Doncic's uh, mom supposedly signing some of his stuff uh and so it's it's not uncharted territory it's probably stuff we don't uh even know that's that's happened that you know people don't even realize so uh if what he said is, is true and hey uh take this stack of cards and, and do the honors for me uh, it, it, you know, I wouldn't be uh, shocked by that. Again, you know, one of the reasons, you know, Brody mentions about Patrick Mahomes basically shortening his auto. I mean, it, these guys are, and again, I'm not trying to stick up for him. It'll sound like that, but they're being asked to sign a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, or or more autographs, stickers, cards, and it, you know, it gets probably monotonous. I, I'm not going to compare. You know, I sign. Uh, 300 Christmas cards uh, a year at my job. And, uh, you know, by the time I'm probably in the 150, the 150 card, my autograph has, has gotten shorter too. Not not so much intentionally, just uh, my arm, my hands getting tired. So I, I can see it a little bit. I just, I guess maybe where, you know, the companies are asking, uh, you know, they, they got to get the product out. So they're on a time constraint. I saw a comment. Uh, from the card hobbyist about the time constraints lead to a lot of, hey, we need these back. 
Um, if their time constraints weren't as as bad, I think maybe you'd get probably better quality autographs. But then they probably be all stickers because there's no we can just put them on whatever product three years from now. And so, John, so I, I can speak to signing your name a lot because uh, in my in my career, I've I've in the past, not recently, but I used to have to sign about thirty thousand times um, a right. year. My, my my name and so my i'll show you my, my 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 signature changed from what was a pretty nice every letter uh it just it went to it went to basically that simply because yeah. i had to sign thirty thousand times and i'd sit there in my office every day signing 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 and uh it was it was i hated it i hated it you know it was a seasonal thing it was a tax time um and uh yeah. but I, you know you, you got to do it so i i completely sympathize with players who have to sign that many times so i completely respect the guys who make who, who sign a nice full autograph especially some of those older veterans who maybe aren't having to sign thousands of times maybe they're signing hundreds and they take their time that that to me is uh, is amazing and there should be pro i can see i'd be willing to attribute more value to those beautiful signatures than these uh these little squiggles or ones like what mine turned into um because yeah. You can just tell how much they. Why do we care so much if they don't care? I believe I believe Prince stole that for his last before he passed away. Is 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 his name there? It looks similar to that. But uh, I'm 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 kidding. Uh, Sam, uh, uh, you we haven't heard from you on this on this one, so I'm, I'm gonna let you give your thoughts here. Yeah, um, I touched on it a little, but the one thing I think about Lamelo specifically is I think this is the first product that his auto is actually live and not a redemption. Uh, so I think there is a little bit of an issue getting Lamelo to sign in the beginning. Like there were rumors that I think like Lamelo wasn't ever going to sign, blah blah blah. So I mean, I think it's good to see that maybe he's signing, maybe he's not, but that they've at least got his live autos because I think in all the prior products, uh, it was just a redemption. So. I guess that's a we're moving towards progress in that in terms of Lamelo from that angle. But as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and adding to that, 
he probably figured, well, I'm signing all these autographs and it, they keep being redemptions because I can't get them done in time. But people call me mellow, so I why don't I just switch it to this so it takes way less time. I get paid to sign these. They go in. There's no redemptions. Benini's not yelling at me to get my cards in. Well, it was brought. It could have just been a win for him. Yeah, we're, you know, we're we're really. It's almost uh, like Jeremy said. Even with his own uh, signature, he's he's changed it up. Um, it's almost like, you know, the the the, the those companies that uh, authenticate autos. They're almost going to have like, hey, this is how he signs cards. And this is how he signs like public documents, uh, uh, you know, in the wild, so to speak. They're almost going to have like two versions uh, of of autos, which is going to make their life a little bit uh, more difficult. I saw a comment uh, in the chat, you know, Mickey Mantle's autograph was always well screened. And it is. I have one. It's a beautiful autograph. But again, as popular as Mickey Mantle was back in the day, I think today's players are asked to sign obviously way more, especially in in the hobby world. You know, uh, there's no autograph cards in in 1960 tops, right? And so there's more demand in, in current times for player signatures. I'm not, you know, uh, giving Mickey Mantle a, a pass. I'm sure he signed a lot of autographs and but uh, and and took pride in his penmanship, but. Uh, not only are players now asked to sign maybe potentially at the, at the games they're playing or out in public when they're just, you know, caught in public or, or what have you, but now uh, the companies are, are requiring them to, to, to sign uh, cards as well. So I think there's more demand. And let's be honest, the demand for autographs is more uh, now currently than in the 60s and 70s. Sure, kids wanted an autograph of their favorite players, but – it wasn't a business as much as, as it is now and, and financial. And so the demand is just more ramped up now. And, and I think these players are being asked to sign more uh, out, out in public for companies, car companies, at appearances, at events. And they've just uh, very similar to what Jeremy said. At some point, you're just like, hey, I'm going to shorten and sweeten this up and, and be done with it. Uh, I'm signing that much. And so now we get sort of two versions of that auto and times are changing too right like nowadays you don't need to sign your name as much you get docu signs you can you can sign yeah. online you can type your name it converts it into initials or into your into your actual autograph back in the day the mickey mantles of, of our world they didn't have that option they had they to have- sign their name and they probably back then felt like it had to you had to be able to read it you had to be able to look at an autograph or a signature and know whose name that was Nowadays, you just maybe don't have to as much. And these these players very rarely have needed to sign their name ever. And maybe some of them, you know, just again, it's 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 a it's a time issue versus a hey, this is my autograph issue. But but deeper than that, on the on the issue of the Lamello card, it it like while we want a nice autograph, that that's that's the secondary thing. The primary thing is you want the autograph whose player is on the card. That that's the, that's number one, and then let's have as nice as we can get. But let's let's first make sure that the the autograph that's on the card is actually signed by the player, and that that player actually touched that card. So I'll leave it there. And and even with the, going back to the the game used uh, like the patches and and the swatches. 
uh, a question or a, a comment that uh, uh, Ryan Nolan from Breakout Cards uh, posted on his social media. Should these older game-used uh, event uh, cards where you know, like, the, the patches are, are from actual game-worn, game-used, should there be now a premium on those? Because those are pretty much authentic, authenticated and real, and now we're seeing an influx of we're not sure what, uh, you know, event. should there be a premium on, on those patch cards of the past where we know that's an old vintage jersey with a pinstripe. You can tell uh, by is. looking at it, it's it's authenticated uh, on the back. And uh, so, is it can can we put a premium on those? Can a dealer say, "Hey, listen, this is you know, Tops even does the hologram where it tells you what mm -hmm. specific game uh, that's from." I have a Conforto uh, one like that, a patch card where he went four for five in that game where they got that patch from. Is can we say, "Hey"? There's a premium on this because it's that specific to to what game it was actually worn. I mean, of course, of course, and 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 that that isn't a, a new concept. Uh, yeah, that's been that's been, that's been since the middle two thousands where we start we started seeing the first photo shoot uh, patches or jerseys, and and uh, people who were you know who who caught on to that were already saying, "I'm not collect I'm only collecting cards that have a, a game used patch on it." And that that's if you, that's assumes that what the, it says on the back of the card is, is accurate in the first place, and I mean, that's all we have to go on, really. So you know, we've had Pete, we've had patch investigators for over a decade, look trying to make sure that what the card company says is on the card is actually on the card. People who know a, the complete history of a specific team's patches, logos, jerseys, types, manufacturers, all of these things. So I completely think there should be a premium placed on game used patches i mean that's that's so much cooler than a than than something that was player worn which is cooler than something that was just you know off the shelf uh you know i.e what we call a manufactured patch which again is simply a design element it's got it's it's just a way to use up the real estate of, of that eight and a quarter square inches so uh yeah the answer is yes there should certainly be a premium place and it, if if you have the if you have two players who are basically the exact same in terms of hobby love and popularity and values and other cards and one has an rpa that is game worn and one has one that is not game worn i believe that a a, a seller would would legitimately be able to say well this card's worth more because this patch is is game because more people are going to want it i know i know a guy who only he, he he buys the sydney crosby cup rpa because it's a game used jersey where or a game used patch whereas the connor mcdavid isn't he's willing to pay way more for the crosby than he is for the connor on that particular brand simply because it's game worn so that to me it's it's an obvious yes but i'm just one opinion of course yeah i i agree with you too i mean i i have both in in my inventory and i, I mean if you if you have both or you're going to purchase uh something along those lines yeah i think you you're obviously the demand for something that's game worn, like you said, Jeremy, uh, or you know, where there's provenance to it. You're gonna want that more than something like we're not really sure, uh, but uh, it, it's colorful and the player's cool, right? So, uh, yeah, I think so. And uh, but I, I think Ryan's point—I don't want to speak for him—but I think he 
he's saying there's going to be an uptick. Uh, we're going to see more of a sort of a rush to acquire those and, and values are going to go up, you know, much like analytics. Uh, you're going to see some of those type of cards, especially on key players, you know, in hockey, you mentioned two big ones right there in Crosby uh, and McDavid. And so some of those uh, key, you know, even Mantle, even Mantle patches, you know, there's, there's really game used, and then there's old timers' day uh, game used uh, patches, and and you can kind of tell the difference because the old timers' day ones are really clean and bright, and and obviously the the vintage game used ones are are a little bit uh, faded, and the fabric is obviously different. You can you can tell there's more. Uh, right, probably here. right because because this this instance is shining is going to shine a light on it. Right. And it's going to maybe be the catalyst for the greater hobby to turn their attention to it. And yeah, he, he's, I think it's an astute comment. Uh, as I said earlier, it's nothing new, but it, it was also not uh, something that a lot of attention was placed on, you know, or enough attention was placed on. And now I think, I think that uh, hopefully, I don't know if it's hopefully, but I think that one way or another, it's going to, uh, it's, it's going to now shine a light on it and we'll see that happening, manifesting itself. All right, we got Brad uh, reporting from a Texas uh, card show. So uh, it's not Dallas, but let's uh, let's get kind of a live look in uh, there from Brad. All right, Brad, single? where are you? I'm in East Texas. I'm in, uh, I'm in uh, Texarkana, Texas uh, at, a, at a card show. What's up, Brody? What's up, Brad? What's up, big dog? Sam, nice to finally meet you. Hello. <laughs> So you're you're yeah. set up. You're set up, right? Yeah, I mean, I got I got wax behind me. I got cards in nice. front of me. I'm first time behind the booth, man. Yeah, so this is your rookie debut as a dealer. It is. It's my rookie debut. I need I need an RC logo like right down right <laughs> down there. Go ahead and work on that. <laughs> so uh, how's it how's it going? I mean, what's the vibe in the morning. room? It, it, yeah, it's a little slow this morning, uh, but the autograph session's around noon, so it should pick up then. But uh, the room's large. There's a lot of room. Uh, there are some people wearing masks. I know that y'all talked about that earlier. There are some people wearing masks. Um, but, well, you know, in it, Texas, it's, that's it's saying fun. something. Yeah. In Texas, yeah. that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah, so this I, is well, a, you know, a couple of people right. are wearing them, but not a lot. Maybe you know, five, six, handful. So, was this a one day? Is this a one day show? Yep, it was uh, from ten to ten to four. Okay, so, so yeah, you're you're it's you're. A it's it's ten thirty there, so uh, you you got plenty of time to make uh, make some money. So. Uh, you know, if you know my story, the first show I did, I was 15. It was 1987, and I made 1500 bucks, and I thought I was uh, Rockefeller, and the rest is history. So uh, go ahead and do that. And, uh, you know, you're a little bit older than 15, but that's okay. Uh, it's never well, I'm older good. than you are, so you can't say you're the oldest on the panel. So you can't no, do that not, anymore. Not, not, <laughs> now till I, not now till I kick you out. So. <laughs> Well, I do, I do. Sam, welcome to the hobby hotline. I just hadn't had a chance to say hello, so hi. <laughs> Thank you. And then, uh, you know, big dog Brody, man, 
Big Dog Brody. And Jeremy, don't don't think I forgot about you neither, there, Mister Mister Quiet Guy. You put you give me give me a bit of a complex there, Brad. I just want I want I want to I can't wait till we chop up that blue hat and get that into cards, dude. That's a, you know what that, that, we may do if we get Hobby Hotline cards. This will become a relic. Okay. <laughs> I, I've just I've just been just me completely have been called. Uh, a relic, so you know, I, 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 you're lucky it's just your hat. Yeah, so. I hear you, man. All right, you might fight the white fort. Yeah. All right, hey, good luck the rest of the show. Sell out, uh, and uh, let me know how you do uh, later on today. All right, I'll holler at you on the way home. All right, I'll see you. Bye, guys. Blue. Have fun. All right, so that that's a good segue, kind of into uh, we got about fifteen uh, minutes left uh, for our hour. Uh, everyone uh, on on the screen here was at the national. All four of us, uh, along with many other people, uh, obviously, just kind of uh, so you know we're a few weeks out from from the show ending. Just some some thoughts looking back. Uh, the the national announced they didn't announce. I didn't see any official attendance figures. They just announced that this was the second most attended national where many thought uh, it would take the number one slot. They're, they're claiming it's the second, uh, but it's the most ever uh, attendance on day one. And that record was broken and 47, this number, I knew this number was going to be high uh, folks, but I didn't realize it was going to be this high. The, the national is saying that 47% of the tickets sold were first-time attendees, so just slightly under half. So as we're walking around looking at folks, one out of every two just about the people we see, that was their first national, which, I, again, I knew that number was going to be up there. I didn't realize it was going to be that up there. Like I said, all of us were there. Just uh, your your thoughts on maybe some of the numbers I threw about or, or just uh, things you saw there as well. I'll just say that on the Wednesday, the first day, what you spoke to, I, I wasn't at the 91 Anaheim show, but I've been, that was my 13th national. And Wednesday was busier than any, any moment I'd ever seen at any national that I've been to. So uh, for me, that was definitely the, the, the biggest and best one. And the other thing that not a lot of people might realize, uh, especially the, those 47% who were there for the first time, is that if you remember... Uh, the if you if you were the main room, there was that entrance into where where, where Brody was set up and the autograph pavilion. There was the, there was that whole other room now with vendor booths, which in 2019 that was the Breakers Pavilion. Mm -hmm. Now the Breakers Pavilion was pushed back as wow. with the main stage to that other room that was just behind it. So in 2020 they they expanded the the show floor for for vendor booths to include. What used to be the breaker pavilion and in 2019 i believe they added that red carpet room to the at the far end when you if you walk in and you go all the way to your right there's that red carpet room which is a lot of modern stuff in there that was new in 2019 so the show you know it expanded in 19 it expanded again in 21 and uh and there still was wasn't enough room for everybody that was in there so yeah it, it was uh for me, you know, a 13-year national veteran, uh, that was, it was certainly the busy, busiest I'd ever seen it. 
and um, and the most fun, which I think a lot of it has to do with uh, with with what it says on the back of my shirt that you know the hobby is the people. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think one thing that I really saw was... A lot of people like Dave and Adams, the big dealers, were selling more singles. Obviously, they still had all their boxes and stuff, and there was some a lot of giveaways and stuff, and, and it, it would get pretty crowded at some of those booths. But I think the craziest thing was that Jeremy was the only person I had to look up to to talk to. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm scared to admit this, man. Uh, when I saw it, you know, it wasn't the first time we'd been uh, together, but, you know, I'm shrinking in my old age, and obviously you're still growing, and, and it's not uh, – next, in Atlantic City, I'm going to be looking up to you, Brody, and that's that's a scary uh, – just don't beat me up, all right? We, we like each other, so just promise uh, you won't uh, beat me up, but uh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, that, I, I knew Jeremy was tall. I didn't realize he was that tall, but uh, – uh, you know, I was, it was it was a great meeting him in person for the first time. Obviously, like I uh, like the tagline, the hobbies, the people, and I think uh, you know the national. Uh, a lot of that is is meeting people, networking, and and that's a, a big component of what the national uh, has become. Oh, uh, talking about first time at the national, it was Sam's uh, first time. I know you've talked about it uh, on your show as well. Kind of your thoughts, and and was it you know. My first time, believe it or not, for as long as I've been in the hobby, was 2019. So this was my second, as crazy as that might sound. And what I thought it was going to be in 2019, Sam, like and watching videos of prior nationals, kind of get a feel. And then you get there, and it's even more immense and and, and past what you, you have a picture of in your own mind. Kind of speak to that. I'm sure you did the same thing. Oh, this is how I think it's going to be. And then you get there. And, and what was that like? Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, one of the first timers there for sure. Um, I was just there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, yeah, it was it was very crazy. Um, I'm not really sure what I had expected. Um, 
I don't know. Honestly, it was a bit darker. Like I kind of wish the lighting was a little, like it was kind of dark in there. Um, that was a little different to me. I feel like, like the Dallas show, it's super bright. There's big lights everywhere, but, um, so it was a little dark, but, um, I, yeah, I thought it was super crowded. Um, I actually would say though, my favorite day was probably Sunday, uh, just because Friday and Saturday, I felt like I really cannot even get to a showcase to look at it. Like without yeah. having to wait, mm -hmm. you know, one, two people in line to look at a showcase. But Sunday, um, it was it was kind of quiet and I kind of enjoyed that. So I kind of liked the a little bit of a toned down uh, atmosphere. But yeah, Friday and Saturday, it was popping. I know like the more of the corporate booths, they were doing all kinds of stuff. It was so loud over there. They had all these breaks going on and everything. But uh, yeah, it was a great experience. And I would agree. I mean, the hobby is the people like this is my... Uh, my favorite part was just meeting everyone so that was great and then i can probably say i will always be looking up to everyone uh, i'm like five three so. not to brad <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> to speak to to your observations on uh, everyone's on sundays and and i see logan says that saturday and sunday were normal yeah i i i definitely agree on on the sunday you know Every card show you any card show that's more than a day long Sunday seems to be the day that the vendors they pack up early. You know the, mm -hmm. the card show promoters don't like that. It actually says you know you cannot pack up until the end of the show, but people just ignore that and do it anyway. And um, this time, I thought to myself going in, I thought you know what this is going to be great. Sunday's going to be busy. The vendors are going to be busy right through till five o'clock. They're not going to pack up early. Well, boy, was I wrong. They were. There were vendors that were cleared out at like by noon on Sunday. And I, it actually, when I think about it now, it actually makes sense to me that, I mean, every vendor I asked how their show was, they were like, amazing. Everyone, amazing. Like, like they would they roll their eyes, like they couldn't believe how much business they were doing. Best show ever for every vendor I spoke to. So when you've had such a great show and Sunday comes along and you're exhausted from the previous five days of setup and, and, and commerce and, and hobbying, uh, it kind of makes, makes sense that they would pack up early on Sunday and just try and get a head start and rest. And I, even as someone who wasn't set up with a, with cards on display come Sunday, I was come Saturday night. I was exhausted. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a wear on, uh, on, on your body and, and your, and your mind, I guess. So, I can understand why they were why Sunday was a normal uh, a normal Sunday at the national. Yeah, it's a grind. You make a great point, Jeremy. Whether you're set up as a dealer or I, I think it might even be tougher not being a dealer. No, I'm not trying to be disrespectful for Tim them, but you're walking around probably a lot more not being a dealer. So you're wearing tear on your on your on your feet and your knees maybe a little bit more, but. You know, five days, it doesn't sound like a long time, but, you know, it, it, it it's a grind. And it's, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about 10 or 12 hours of interaction. It's not like you're not doing anything. And, and so I'm old, but, you know, I'm still trying to catch up uh, on sleep. I'm trying to work in my, my weekend naps to to get back uh, back on, on equilibrium. But uh, Sunday, I know Sunday's been mentioned with how busy the show was earlier, I actually expected Sunday to be uh, busier than it was. It was actually pretty quiet, like Jeremy and, and Sam said, and it was a good opportunity. It's funny because it's usually the day at most shows, not just the national where I'm not set up and I'm just a consumer. I like to go that last day and, and get some last-minute deals as dealers 
want to make some last minute sales. And so I did buy probably the most stuff I bought was on Sunday. Uh, obviously that you want to get there early and do that. And like Jeremy said, uh, dealers are starting to uh, wrap it up and, and take cards out of the showcases and, and put covers on boxes. And so that's the risk you, you take when you wait that long, maybe to get into buying mode as a buyer. And so, but uh, yeah, Sunday was, was quieter than I thought. I expected it uh, not to be Saturday by any means as people get back uh, to the airport and, and head home, but I thought it was going to be a little busier. So uh, for buying, it was, it was kind of a nice thing. Like, like Sam said, to get in front of a showcase that Saturday you'd have to like box out, like you were playing basketball and, and, and get in there. Um, so that, that's a, a good thing. A lot of people, you know, that I spoke to weren't even going to be there Sunday, like uh, just uh, as people attendees, like Saturday's my day and Sunday morning when eat breakfast and, and head home. So that's, you know, obviously why Sunday's going to be uh, a quiet day, a quieter day as people get back uh, to their homes, work and, and, and lives. So uh, Brody, this is four for you, right? Am I right? Mm -hmm. Three. Three of them being all in Chicago, which is right in your backyard, man. That's that's got to be nice to be that close to the hobby Super Bowl, as I, I call it. Uh, you know what? As someone who's been to three Chicago Nationals, uh, what's your assessment on on the most recent edition? Yeah, I, obviously, like we said, it was the most craziest. Um, but for being, I've been to four, and three of them were in the same spot. It didn't feel the same to me walking into the show floor because I knew exactly what it was going to look like. I knew where Panini was going to be and Tops was going to be. I knew that there was that secret room in the back with the red carpet, and that's like the best place to be because your feet are really comfortable. And But, yeah, it was crazy a show. The biggest thing I took away, though, was starting a new web show every Friday, and it – it's called the Nation of Sports Cards, and our tagline <laughs> is "People are the hobby." <laughs> well, I wish you luck. If you ever need any help, Brody, um, um, uh, a text or a phone call or a Zoom meeting or a Streamyard meeting away. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's funny. Nation you of get, Sports You're getting cards. smarter and funnier as, as you get older and taller, uh, as, as I found out. Uh, this uh, a few weeks ago, but John uh, Lo Logan yeah. Logan gives the best tip so far for 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 just your physical uh, your body at the national was go to the tops booth. They did have the best guy. I, I when I had to go from one end to the other, I made sure to walk over that carpet because it was it was like walking on clouds. It, it was uh, yeah. Your body thanks you. The, the top staff, the top staff, they they left there as they came in. Everybody else. Uh, had had physical pains after the show. Logan said yeah. he had trouble riding his bike after the national. No <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that tops that tops carpet. I want to find out like the the brand and and what it is and order it for my house. Yeah, I just have it in my living room. That I have hardwoods, but I'd almost get rid of my hardwoods and put put that in my living room. I'd, I'd never leave luxury. the house. Yeah, it was. I was there quite a bit. Uh, that's partially the reason. For a few other reasons too. I'm surprised they didn't uh, kick me out for like loitering. Hey, you again? Like, get off, get out of here, you know. But uh, yeah, and and they 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 do have the best carpet. There was another blue carpet that would win second uh, place and and most com 
comfortable carpet, but the the red carpet uh, uh, definitely takes the cake. And uh, I think uh, each year we're going to see more people uh, standing on it. It's the you know it's the mall equivalent of those recliners that you put quarters in and, and it massages uh, those massage chairs you see in malls. I think it's the, it's the airline the, lounge. Yeah. yeah. The airports. So uh, that we're, you know, Atlantic city is, is on the clock uh, for me. Uh, uh, it's not as close to, to me as, as Chicago is to Brody, uh, but uh, it's going to be drivable for me. So I'll be able to bring, let's say more stuff. Uh, uh, it'll be a trip my wife uh, will make uh, and my son because it's uh, drivable and they can spend time on the beach. My son will probably be 50-50. He'll go to, to the show with me a day and then take a beach day where I'll be at the show every day. Uh, so I'm looking forward uh, to Atlantic City. Uh, I know some people it's not their favorite uh, venue. Uh, I've never I've been to Atlantic City, but not for a national. So I'll I'll. I'll reserve any kind of judgment because I can't give one, but proximity wise, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm assuming uh, everybody here is, is planning to attend and any, any thoughts as, as we go uh, get ready, you know, the countdown started the minute the, the Chicago show ended, uh, you know, each day we're one day closer to Atlantic city. Uh, I'm, uh, what say you guys? I say, I say, uh, <laughs> Uh, Tom's comment is, is hilarious. People would buy cards if they put that carpet in there. Yeah, just <laughs> sit there and a vet, a vet stepped on, a vet stepped on cards. You stepped on, yeah. There you go. Event yeah. stepped on. Hey, it's better than uh, just right off the shelf. They really could do that though, because they had um, Chipper Jones at their booth. They could make Chipper Jones relics with that. Because well, look how many people. Look at all the tops. The the project uh, uh, seventy. It would be John 20, twenty artist Jeremy Lee stepped on it. Imagine if they did that, giving it out at the next year at the national. Everyone's going to want a copy of that, even if it just had, if it had an athlete, even if it had a group picture of all the top staff that was at the show. People would, I would want it as a memento of the show, especially if you have to wait a year to get it. I know we're just, we're just having fun with it, but that, that, that would be fun. Well, I got to buy a new carpet at some point. Carpet don't last forever, so when when it's time to to upgrade and get the new version that thing's got to be swatched up and put you know whether like jeremy said it's a great giveaway at the show hey here's the old carpet uh you know maybe even have some people sign it or who knows what you can go all sorts of different uh directions uh with that but uh be then they can add logos on the carpet each year right i mean tom should be working at tops right now <laughs> so yeah, I'll have to tag them and see if they can uh, maybe just steal that idea. But, uh, yeah, I mean, carpet don't last forever. So when that that uh, life is up, uh, let's see some some cards, you know. And look how many people stepped on it. Celebrities, uh, you know, actors, athletes. Uh, it is some provenance there uh, as well. So uh, we're, we're up uh, against it. We went a little bit longer. Not too bad. Uh, so, uh, any, any kind of final thoughts before we close it out? Well, I'll just, uh, plug my, my channel for tonight. I've got, uh, the founder of whatnot joining my show, uh, on sports cars live channel this evening, Grant LaFontaine. And then, uh, on my after hour show, 
hobby industry insider Dave Slipka will be joining me. So that's going to be a, a night of fun uh, this evening. So I invite everybody to come um, check out uh, Sports Cards Live this evening. Yeah, I've also got a show this evening called Sports Cards on the Minute. I, my, it's my first episode. I'm interviewing Carvin Chun from Upper Deck. And then after, I have a show called um, The After Hours of the Sports Cards Minute. And we're <laughs> doing Jeremy Lee. I can't wait. I, 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 I don't know what you ate for breakfast this morning, uh, uh, Brody, but uh, let me know what it is because it's going to be on my menu. I'm honored. I'm honored to be uh, on one of your first episodes, Brody. That's that's a true. That's a. That, thank you so much. Uh, I don't really have too much going on, honestly. So watch these guys' shows. <laughs> well, you got you got you got one you got one coming up uh, at at some point. So uh, women of the hobby definitely want to uh, plug that. Uh, I and know I, I'll can. just mention that tonight. Uh, I'm wearing John's shirt today, and uh, tonight um, it'll be a surprise. But uh, but uh, might want to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, everyone. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, stay safe. Be well, and we'll see you on this show uh, next Saturday. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Good job. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.